Good, Connie. What's going on? Uh, not much, man. Just finished up for the year and uh, ready for a bit feeling of a pretty, break. Feeling pretty good to be on holidays? Uh, I feel amazing, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Friday afternoon at probably about 9pm when I finally wrap everything up. Oh, you're going right till 9pm uh, I've got, I've got, to, I've got to because there's a fair bit going on with work at the moment where I've got to just get everything wrapped up leading into the new year. And we've got a bit of a skeleton crew working next week, including myself. So just want to make sure everything's all my, my eyes are, eyes are dotted and my T's are crossed. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Well, you'll deserve it when you get there. That's for sure. That's it. Well, I hope so anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm unemployed, so, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a pretty funny story, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, yeah, it, you know, it feels good. It feels good. And I've got, I've got a few other things going on, so I'll be, I'll be fine. Come the start of next year. Yeah, and once the podcast go, when we start getting sponsors, mate, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be killing it. I certainly won't be on the tools. That's for sure. <laughs> Much better. Um, but let's get into it because we've got limited time, so. Let's talk about last weekend, which didn't really start off well, but was, uh, I think, I think a success in the end. Well, the thing was good. We end up, well, whoever took the, the odds that we spoke about with end assembly, I think it was what, nine, nine, ten bucks roughly thereabouts with your major corpse. Yeah. So if you, if we're betting a one unit on every bet, that you're tripling your money for the day. So I think we did really well. Yeah, definitely. We, you, I know I was at a box party on the weekend. We went to the cricket in the morning. And um, it was real ruckus. Like everyone was really fired up and then it got too hot and all the guys were dehydrated from the, the next day. So we bailed it about maybe four, just before, probably, probably about half an hour before the end assembly race. Yeah, okay. And I just told all of the Bucks players, like, lads, get on this bet. It's going to set us up. We'll be right. Blah, 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 blah. Do really try and like give a bit of a morale booster. And then we all <laughs> sat back and watched it. And then it just like stormed down the outside. I didn't have to pay for a drink for the rest of the night, which was pretty good. So <laughs> it really worked out in my favor. That's for sure. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a nice little story like that with it too. Cause I went to the pub with my mate, Joe, and yeah. we went in and took 50 bucks each in the pokies and had a little slap. And he, he got, he got nothing. And I got up 300 so nice. that always makes me feel really bad when you're with your mate and like that kind of happens. So I walked outside and I put 50 in the tote machine and put it straight on end assembly. Yeah. And and I think it was like fixed at like nine something. And then I went and gave him a 50 and I said, go and put it on the Oracle's tip, in, which was like, <laughs> I think the only one left. And he's like, yeah. oh, okay. So he went and put it on too. And uh, we were just so when we were watching that race, I think we were the only people in the pub on it as well. I think there was yeah, a lot of people on, on the favourite. Yeah, 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 exactly. We would just we just went nuts when it won. <laughs> it was just so good. Like I thought it was gone when it was coming around the corner, and it just had yeah, these yeah. like long strides on it. It looked like a little bit green was like sort of turning out oh. a bit, but it just had them covered. 
Like he did, and and I think when we said on the potty, like I I had like real concerns with a lot of those fancies in the market running at strong twelve hundred meters, and it was evident. Like you saw, half the horses when we went around the band, they were just dropping off at that thousand meter mark, eleven hundred meter mark. Golden yeah. Boom kicked really really well, and I thought the ride on Golden Boom was awesome by Ryan Maloney. But simply, uh, he just didn't see out 1,200 metres. I'm not saying that he won't reach 1,200 metres in time, but I just had concerns with that build-up. So I think the race panned out exactly how we thought it would. Yeah, and I, I don't know why. Uh, like, how did the bookies not see it like we were kind of I, seeing it? Because it came, it coming out of Toowoomba, like I think it came out of Toowoomba Maiden and a, a, a really low-grade BM60 something. So yeah. you're looking at like that. Everyone would have been. I can see why people had the question marks on it, but sometimes, like when you when you look into something too much, you end up graying yourself up a little bit more. And I'm I'm guilty of it at times. And sometimes when you just take the simple thought out of it, you just go bang straight into it, and that's how it worked out for us. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a real good one. Um, so what have you? Uh, should we talk about some of these races that we're going to have over the break? Or yeah, I'd reckon that, let's do that. Okay. So it's, <laughs> It's not the best cards at Randwick and and Mooney Valley, but Doombin Doombin's a nice little day. I'm I'm pretty keen to talk about a few of that. And this is Boxing Day, yeah. Yeah, I think so. This is Saturday still. Yeah, no, no, is Christmas is Saturday. Christmas. I thought Christmas Eve was Saturday, and Christmas is Sunday, oh. and then Boxing Day is Monday because no, no, there's Boxing Day races on. You're probably right. I've got I've yeah. probably got this mixed yeah, up because you've got because there's also decent races on the Monday as well. Mm-hmm. So I know Sand, Sandown have a meet with a few listed races, I think, or at least one listed race. I think there's the, the Lord Stakes and Nuggets going to go around in that race, I think. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, so there's a few few decent races going around on Monday and because um, it's Boxing Day, obviously. So we have yeah. the cricket, you have the races, so it's like it's Sports Central. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Boxing Day. But, yeah, wow, so Christmas Eve we've got we've got a nice little uh, bunch on Mooney Valley, Randwick and Doom, but right, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, yeah, so they're your big ones. And then um, you got the Christmas Cup down at Morfittville, but I don't know Morfittville Racing from from the back of my hand. So yeah. I, I, I'd leave that up to someone else to, to look at that card more than anything. Yeah, okay. All right. So we got a, we got a bit we got a bit to go work with over the break, which is good. Where, where yeah, do, exactly. Where do you want to go first? Well, let's touch on Randwick just quickly. So rail's out nine metres. So this is one of those days where – it's very important to look at rail position because nine metres out, you see with Randwick being the track that it is, big wide open straight, big turn, you find that when it rails out that much, it's actually quite difficult for horses to run on because usually that that superior ground is that one on that rails and lanes one, two or three. So if you're looking to bet into, um, into Randwick, definitely keep an eye on those horses that are on pace or, or leadering. And I've given I've got a couple of numbers here that are quite good to look at. Um, just for the punters, none of them are tips at the present moment. So I'll just I'll just put that little like disclaimer up there. Yeah, but yeah. Just be just be looking for those leaders are on paces because it it traditionally the history says that it's hard to win from out back on these days. Yeah. Okay. And look, well, that's going to be Christmas Eve, so I'll be around yeah. and we'll be ready to put anything up on the socials. So just, if you keep an exactly. eye out on the Instagram story, even yeah. up and until the last minute, just fuck it, th- just keep refreshing think- it. Yeah, we'll just do some. There might be some late mail bets on there, so just keep refreshing it. Um, like I like the the drink wise plate num- race one's really good. Actually, I should probably touch on the weather first. So we've got moderate temperatures at the moment. A uh, little bit of rain about today, but the rest will be pretty good. So I expect around that good four deck down there. So 
Um, we won't be having to deal with any heavy trackers or anything like that. So don't, don't stress by that. Okay, good. Been a while since we've seen a heavy track actually. Yeah. Which is surprising considering, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's good. I'm happy about it. Yeah, me too. All right, so I think let's touch on race one because this race is a really, really good little two-year-old race. It's kind of one of those lead-ups up to the Magic Millions two-year-old race. So if you have a look here, you've got some really good horses in the top three in the market in Empire of Japan, Platinum Jubilee, Godfather, and even Fire Lane's quite a nifty horse getting around as well. So it's it's a really good race. So what you'll find is once we see the result of this race, you'll you'll really see a lot of markets change with that two-year-old classic there in the on the Gold Coast. Yeah, okay. Now, so... How many weeks away at? is that? January? So that's, I think that's mid-Jan, mid I think it is. Yeah. It's sold out, funnily enough. So I'm think, I think it's around the, the 14th or 15th or 14th. And I think... Oh, the, so the we can't sales, get tickets there or something? No. Nah, well, I think GA, might they might still have tickets, but all of your, your decent um, kind of marquee tickets are all sold out okay all right yeah might need to look into that so have a look into it yeah so when i'm looking at this race you can see that there's quite a few good horses around like there's only i think two first starters the prince row and super norwest now prince rose um trial soundly i guess back at randwick in in mid-december and super norwest it won a tamworth trial so i'm not sure what to take of that yes it's a scotsy Inson, so it's a kind of a country meet so i'm looking outside of pretty much all of those kind of bottom four in the market and really focusing on those top four yeah okay so obviously if you look at it there you can see empire of japan's the short price favorite around the two what 230 220 mark yeah that's what i've got 230 yeah so j mac comes on yeah j mac now, he's stuck with this horse. He trialled it back in September before its first start in the Breeders' Plate at Randwick on that heavy deck, and then he's trialled it ever since. And it's actually been really, really nice in the trials. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to – like, being a smaller field, I don't think the map is going to be a big issue, like having to run around horses or anything like that. But when you look at it here, you've got a couple of speed horses in Godfather and Fire Lane there. Yeah, I think I've seen, so I've Godfather, seen it go around before, actually. Yeah, so Godfather ran in the in the feel and ready um, in the on the tenth of December up here at Eagle Farm, and there's actually a horse going around that ran around in that race that I'm quite keen on at Doom, and so we'll touch on that. So he put up a really really good figure that day over the the thousand meters. Um, Fire Lane is another leader who will be there, so I'm not hundred percent sure who takes up the lead, um, but it's interesting to see that Platinum Jubilee was that horse with that massive finish on it. It won the Group Three Gimrack. Yeah, okay. Uh, back in the 1st of October, it was a huge finish. And it was interesting to see that a gay bot horse actually going back and not actually leading. So yeah, I'm not. I'm really, really puzzled as to see what they do with this horse and whether they take a sit or do they do the standard gay bot approach and they, they look to lead on it or at least put it in the first few. Uh, it's a... It's a yeah, do you think it's like gonna? So you're thinking it's gonna be at a disadvantage if they if it's gonna race like it did last time and sit back and try and it, run on. It, I do, but that was on a heavy eight. So if you if like I've gone back and watched its trials and it's actually sat and led in those trials okay. and it's kicked away on the bend. So that just it's it's really grayed me up with this race. Because yeah. this horse, if, if anyone, just go onto the Racing New South Wales website and type in Platinum Jubilee and that gives you all the replays. 
it's it's really grayed me up because it, it's a gay bot horse, so you know what they usually are. So it's win the way it won was so out of character for a gay bot horse. Yeah, but yeah, it's led in both its trials just recently, so okay. I don't know what to take of it. Yeah, that does make it difficult, doesn't it? It makes it very difficult this race. So I think Empire of Japan is certainly like it's it's deserved favourite and and Platinum Jubilee um, with it in that kind of two two fifty maybe a little bit more for both of them and then Godfather's obviously going to be a Smokey there as well because he's obviously a leader. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. So. So. So that's that's a really good race and it's one to follow. So I'd definitely be keeping close eyes on it. I don't think anything will be a bet just because of just the. I guess the the two the inconsistencies with two year olds and and the real tricky kind of speed map that I can't really put get my head around. But just have a look and see. You might something might catch your eye for the uh, Magic Millions. Yeah, exactly. So just keep an eye on, particularly with this rail at nine meters. Look for those horses that are running on because it's it's just one of those things that you're naturally not going to see horses win from from down the back with a rail in this position. Yep. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, anything else at Randwick you like that? So I, f- I feel like I just want to list these for the punters so they can put them like in a little black book or some sort of notes down there that these are those. So if we deter like pick up that there's going to be some sort of leader bias this day, there's likelihood that one of these, or if not all of them, who knows, might end up in the late mail kind of post. Okay. So I just want just to give everyone them so they can just mark them up. So in race three, tenderize. Yeah. So we're on that. We I think we're all on it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, when it when it got nabbed just on the line by um, by Danish Prince, mm-hmm. now it stays at the lightweight, so it's only going to be carrying fifty one and a half kilos. And I really like Tyler Schiller sticking with the horse, so that's probably potentially looking at an actual bet for me, regardless of the bias, because I feel like he's going to take up the running in this race. Yeah, and I feel like that no is starting on his back. Yeah, and I feel like the J Mac factor with with and the um, like the J-Mac factor with the Waller horse, I think feel like it's a bit overplayed in this race. Yeah, so okay. I really like that horse. So just put that one there. I like Cepedo Beauty in the highway. Now be cautious with that because it's a highway. Yeah. Um, in the fifth race, I like Nyota, which is number nine, another Tyler Schiller mount. Another horse that I think will lead with that lightweight and really give a nice little something to catch. Yep. Um, Agnelli in the... Uh, 2,400 meter race in race six with J Mac on. I think, like, how often do you see J Mac ride a horse that's eight dollars fifty in the market? Yeah, not very often at all these days. You don't. So I like Agnelli again. King of Cubs is probably the form horse in that race, and will likely lead being a gay bot horse. But um, that barrier is it going to do too much work uh, to get across it for the 2,400 meter race? Yeah. Okay. All right. And then finally in the in the ninth race, Saint uh, of Catawas. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so another one who, who literally he, he resumed really well in a BM70 in, uh, towards the end of November. Um, he loves the distance. Uh, he's, got a de- he's got a win to himself uh, second up. So I think he's a really good chance as well in the, in the ninth. So they're called kind of horses just to, to mark as like I kind of sit and watch. And obviously if you see some sort of um, like market push for it, really give it a nudge. Yeah, they're all at a nice price as it is at the moment. So definitely yeah. keep an eye on them. Yeah, so just keep an eye on them. So that's pretty much Randwick card. It's not exactly the to anything to write home about, but it's a decent card. Yeah, okay. So 
We've also got uh, Doombin and Mooney Valley on that day. So what one were you thinking of? Well, I don't. I honestly don't have anything for Mooney Valley, but I'll just give a brief rundown of it purely for the just for the punters who do want to have a punt there. Yeah, there's no doubt being Christmas Eve, everyone be on the turf, oh, having a bit of good, bit of fun. Absolutely. So Mooney Valley rails out two meters. So we know naturally with the rail, the further it comes out at Mooney Valley, the more it starts to favour those on paces with with the way the track is set up with that short straight long turn. Um, there seems to be a decent amount of rain happening today, about five to 10 mils, and they've got cooler conditions in the days leading up to, to Saturday. So one would suspect with those cooler conditions, we'll probably end up with a soft five, soft six or on, on that around about that, which in my opinion is a lot better than that firm two that we saw last time we raced at Mooney Valley because I just don't like seeing mass scratching because of the firm deck and two horses pulling up sore. So it's something that I always look at when you, you're looking at a firm too and you obviously see lots of records be broken, but that's usually track track dependent. So I usually tread with caution with black booking horses out of those meets because rarely are we going to see a firm two deck getting around and essentially that just means the horse has handled that yeah, rather okay. than, than any other horse not kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so our um our our mate Bell at Reach was actually nominated for race two in the on Mooney Valley. So I was just following it along to see if it was an acceptance and it didn't end up accepting. So yeah. to be honest, there's there's nothing on this card that really jumps out to me at the present moment. I've had a brief look, but not a significant look. Um, so I can't really give anyone to anything any kind of direction. And there's no black bookers either. So there's okay. not much coming out of that race. You can um no, that race meet, but again, I'm not going to rule out anything down the track. Um, do you, geez, it would have been nice to see Ballet Rich um, go around somewhere for us. So I think she's nominated for something on on uh, Boxing Day. I think. Yeah. Okay. I think she's nominated for the Sandown meet, but I don't know. I'll just I'm just going to hop on um, Racing Australia and see, but we can move on to Doomba while I'm doing that if you want. Yeah. All right. So Doombin, what we've got, what is it, nine well, nine races on a... Nine races and then a couple of I've listed races, which is really, really good. That's so again, fantastic on Christmas yeah. Eve. So another one that's there, there's another good um, two-year-old race leading up to those Magic Millions. Yep. So we'll, I reckon we touch on that one first, but I'll just do the, the track patterns for you first. So Doombin rails out 0.5 metre, which is insignificant. So you, essentially the rails and the true. We've got great weather here in Brizzy. We've got moderate temperatures, but not too hot. So I don't expect the the hot, like the track to really harden. And they've got good track curators there. So we'll probably be dealing with a good four, te- uh, good four deck, which will be mm-hmm. great. Um, usually a Doombin with those sprint trips around the 1,000, 1,200 metre races, those inside barriers are usually more advantageous than those drawn wider. So you, you'll find that if you're drawing inside and you, you usually can, you, you're going to get a good run in, in transit and usually it, it, it allows you to get a, a split and then you can usually finish off quite nicely. Would so you, most say, horses would you will, say Doombin is uh, definitely more of an on-paces track, especially compared to Eagle Farm where they seem to run on yeah, a bit? You could say that, yeah. But at the same time, I see horses run on from Doombin quite often. So I'm not one of those ones that kind of just pops the track because of the way it is. Like mm. I feel like it's more race shape dependent um, more than anything. And, and obviously the barriers can play play a role, definitely. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, so we've got um, the, the Falvalon, which is the sprint. We've got the Burnborough Plate and the BJ McLaughlin. So they're the big listed races that we, we've got running. So it's pretty 
pretty good read, mate. To be honest. Yeah, that's a, that's a unbelievable. I'm, I've got. A, I'm having a bit of a shindig on Christmas Eve, so I might have to get uh, the races on the TV as well. Definitely, I reckon. Definitely. So I reckon we touch on this um, this BJ McLaughlin, which is actually a Group Three over twelve hundred. So that's race five we're looking at here, Doomben. Yeah. Okay. Race five. Yeah. All right. So if we scroll down, you can see that Miss Cooter in the mark. Craig Williams has actually been flown up by Chris Munster to ride Miss Cooter, oh, and that's purely that's purely because of the weight, I think. So Justin Huxtable has actually ridden the horse okay. like for for all of its starts, including its trials, but he can't ride at fifty five kilos. So a lot of people will be looking at going, oh, what's going on with um, Justin Huxtable? He's fine. He just can't ride the weight of fifty five kilos. There's a lot of intent in that though to fly up from Victoria, though, right? A hundred percent. So that's that's certainly a sign of of Munster's, I don't know, thoughts in the horse. But again, also Williams has done quite a bit of riding for Chris Munster. Like he rode Palazapan down in Sydney and in Melbourne just recently. So I think they actually are mates. So well, they could even be not... related. <laughs> Who knows? They Looking... look pretty similar. Yeah. <laughs> On looks alone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, we know Craig Williams. He's money hungry. He always has been. And, and that's not a bad thing. So he'll be like trying to line up, um, riot, I guess, run up. I guess rides for the the races over the, the summer carnival, so it's like pointless. Like if we look at that car down at Mooney Valley, that max prize money was 100k. Up here, this BJ McLaughlin is um like you're getting 250 thousand for the winner, and he's going to be on the short to price favourite. So yeah, you can see why he's up here, and he always does this. He'll he'll start to get familiar with certain horses, and you'll follow. You'll find that he'll follow those horses into the the Magic Millions carnival. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So do you reckon that's a bet? No, so that's where I come back to. Like, I think the horse is great. It's won really well. Like, it won um, a two-year-old maiden by seven lengths at Eagle Farm. Yeah, back in um, back in October, the form out of the race is extremely questionable. Yes, he won by seven lengths, but it was a bit questionable. So and he's gone you can five probably five lengths uh, the next race. Yeah, and then he but won five be- lengths on a heavier deck. He's beaten the same field though, hasn't he? Yeah, it's very similar field. Like again, there's not much of much quality in those races. But like we said with the end assembly last week, those those margins don't lie, and the times are really really good for the races as well. So I think the horse is rightly favourite for this race, mm-hmm. um, definitely. So if you're looking at it here, like the speed map, I probably have Excel Dior. Um, the novelist definitely leading me a gay bot horse, and I have Excel Dior, Mighty, and Miss Cooter all sitting up there, um, pretty much close to the speed. Okay. Yep. So. So that brings me that brings me to the horse that I actually really like in this race, and right. with the punters club for those that are listening from our punters club, this will potentially be my bet because I'm going to go for a bit of value this weekend with that bonus bet after us getting stitched up last night at Happy Valley. Yeah, jeez, that would have been good. Yeah, so I, I really like the horse Works. So number four, the Annabelle Nisham horse. Oh, yeah. They've tipped it on the side I'm looking at too. Yeah. So, so it's, 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 at it's 23s or 15s. Yeah, or so I snapped up a little bit of that personally. Um, not a huge bet, but enough to, to say that I'm pretty I'm in a pretty good position. Um, okay. So he ran in the 1,000-meter race, the Eureka stud, the feeling ready. So that was back two weeks ago, I think it was, on the 10th, uh, yeah, the 10th of December. So that was the race won by the Godfather, who we know is running in that drink-wise two-year-old race down there in Sydney, race one. Yeah. 
So if you go back and watch the replay, Godfather had an absolute field day out front, kicked on the band and, and then gave nothing else a chance. And it was a really good race and it was rightly so a dollar fifty. But Works was first, like this was his first start after um after trialing relatively nicely yeah, at, at, at Hawkesbury. But yep. the way so if you watch the what happened in that race, he was so unlucky. He went, he tried to hit the gap a couple of times and he just got it just closed in on him. So a lot of people hounded Chad Schofield for the ride, but I just think he was super unlucky. And then once he got clear, he absolutely savaged that line. So I think he's a really, really good horse. And I think um I think the step up in trip to the twelve hundred meters is only going to play more in his favour. Okay, I really like. And I that. think it, yeah. So if he can, see, like, what I want to see is like, so though, like, I think I mentioned the speed max, Seldor and the novelist, probably those first two, Miss Miss Cooter behind with Mighty. If we can, like, with Works drawing that inside barrier, I really would love him to be a sit a little bit more handy in that run, maybe in that third pair back behind um, behind those four. And if he can get to the outside, I feel like he has the motor to overpower all of them. I do concede, obviously, though, that Miss Cooter is is a scary horse who's who's got a, who seems to have a really good motor on her too. Yeah, so it works. Is worth a little bit of something. Sure. Well, I feel like yeah. So what do we got? Eight horses in that race. So eight horse or nine horses. Yeah, so I feel got? like an each way play. What do we nine. got for what do we got for a place? Two fifty. For works. Yes, there you go. So I'd be taking each way price now. Yeah. Okay. I'm it's not good. sure. Uh, it's it's tough to see if what will happen with the market because obviously he's been met with a lot of support with the that opening price of around the twenties. Yeah. So I'm not sure if because naturally sometimes you see that happen where they'll get all the early money to be taken up with the horse and then they'll drift out probably four, five ten minutes before the race. So. Right now, I don't see any sort of drastic changes. I think with the, with the novelist the way it is and Miss Cooter, I think they're going to take up a fair bit of market like market um, percentage. So I'd probably wait to be honest, but I'd be going each way when we are doing those bets. Yeah, all right. He could yeah he could, he could drift back out a little bit. So yeah, no, no rush. I, no rush. Yeah, no rush. So yeah, just see and again, just keep an eye on those socials. And uh, so the Burnborough plate, did you? Yeah, so the Burnborough, let's touch on the mile race. So that's race seven. Yep, that's it. Yeah, so there's, it's it's an all right field. I think I've seen better uh, Burnborough plates go around, but you can you can make a case for a few horses in this. Um, Arameo's obviously run second in a, in a Doncaster, so that's pretty decent form, I think, um, coming yeah. into a race like this. Um, sorry, not a Doncaster, an Epson behind Private Eye. I think it was point one of a length. Um, copped an absolute peach from Alicia Collett that day, but it was, albeit it was a good run, hasn't exactly performed well since and has changed stables to Sam Kavanagh. Um, but he did, he is coming out of a one length fourth behind Kerwin's Lane in the Group 2 Ingham, which is that one at Randwick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he beat Horses Home, Skylab, Riadini, Hoida, um, Bartholomew Deus, and obviously Brutality, unfortunately. So he beat all of those horses. Um, past the past the post so um so he's a right one would, favorite yeah and i just don't understand the difference between skyman and arameo in that field so skyman in that exact same race was what th- four lengths off the winner and arameo's got two lengths on it so yeah i'm not sure about it um i don't see i, I can see that i see i obviously would suspect that arameo be a much shorter than skyman in the market uh, three yeah. ninety and Skyman five dollars. Yeah, so it's it's about a dollar difference. So it's it's quite interesting to see that. Um, 
it's not a horse that I really, it's not a race that I really want to bet in because I don't, I think it's quite below average considering it's a listed race. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks, it's not, it looks like it. Yeah. It's, it's quite, it's quite interesting, but, um, yeah, decent race. I think Zuda Moon will, will lead this race without any issues. And, and we know this is Craig Williams coming up and doing his thing. Yep. Zuda Moon's got a good record, second up, three starts for a win, a second and a third, and um, doesn't mind the distance for six starts for two wins and a second. So, yeah, I wouldn't be penning, penning um, Zuda Moon either, particularly with that inside barrier. After us talking about, obviously, inside barriers lead as being more having an advantage over the others. Yep, so you get 460 for Zuda Moon. Oh, there you go. So it's second favourite. So I'm just looking at a different pro- different market. Yeah. Yeah, second favourite on Sportsbet. So, and then I guess Linthorpe Lads not far behind them, 550. Yeah. I won't be backing that again, though. Nah, nah. I think it's oh, it's a decent horse, but it's just coming out of, like, handicaps and stuff like that. So, like, RMA is coming out of listed race. Zuda Moon's coming out of high-quality handicaps down in Sydney, as is Simon. So I can see yeah. why the market's more trending towards those Sydney horses over... Um, over the the Queensland based ones, that's for sure. I'm surprised, that you, like with that form you were saying about Arameo, though. Like, I'm surprised it's at three ninety and it's not shorter. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if those big syndicates chime in and and it starts with um a two in front of its name. Yeah, just purely because of for that, and you've got um a decent jockey on as well. Yeah. Okay. So the next one there, um, at Doombin is going to be what the the Falvalon? Yeah, the Falvalon. So the sprint. So it's quite a little nifty field. So if you're having a look at them, like you, you've got King of Sparta, who we won, who we know won the three year old race at Magic Millions last year. You've got Garibaldi, who he's found some winning form, which was good because he won the George Moore, beating Contemptuous Axe, Goldsboro, all those guys in that main lead up to this race. You got Shooting for Gold, who was really good in the in the Bribey handicap, which is gone. Over an unsuitable trip, yeah, and then you can even make a case for Zethus down there as well, who's who beat um, Sky Command uh, at Rose Rose Hill on the twenty sixth of November. Sky Command came out, and who did Sky Command beat, beat just recently? Because we were on it. it hurt uh, me a little bit. Was it Bloody Randwick or something? Wasn't it? No, Wahia Falls and uh, Wahaha Falls and Brigantine. Ah, uh, that's Randwick. right. He won yeah. the race of Sharp. Yeah, left so, it out of the quaddy. That's right. It was yeah. Really remember? So if you're look, if you're looking at that purely from a form perspective, Zethus has form over better form over the the top three in the market, and you can get what about nine bucks in the nine bucks for that? Yeah, I've got ten and three twenty. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just food for thought, and no, I, I could I could make a case for him to. To, um, I don't know. To to really run a drum, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting. And I see like the top weight here. Vega one was uh oh. last time in the punters club. I had my bet on him and had a nice little collect. And I think he was paying about twelve or fourteen dollars. Yeah. And he's here at uh, first up at sixty one. Yeah, I think he's best racing are behind him now. Yeah. And I think that was evident last prep when he, he ran 11th of 12 and then 14th of 14th. Yeah, I don't know. he fell off quick. Yeah, and he's had four trials in the lead up to this. So I'm not sure. I think it suggests to me that he's quite unfit at the moment if he's doing all of that. And his first up record's pretty shit outs. Zero yeah. wins from seven attempts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a rightful $61. 
Yeah. So, yeah, you can see why he's down in the markets. Lord Olympus is actually a black booker of mine. I think we mentioned that uh, last week's in the pod behind running really nicely behind Iron Me. Yeah. Iron Me obviously franked the form last week and won very, very nicely. And now there's, there's talk of Everest chat regarding it. So, yeah, you can wow. make a case for him at 32 and I probably wouldn't be leaving him out of the quarter. It's probably just that barrier that you got a bit more of a concern about. Yeah, that's no good. And that uh, yep. contemptuous in the black and the green. Uh, yeah, the those, Matty Hoisted. Yeah, like, the, uh, like those colours, I have realised um, this year to always keep an eye out for them because... Oh, well, Steve O'Day and Matty Hoisted are ripper trainers. Yeah. They're so good up here and they, they place their horses very well. It's just that barrier for, for contemptuous that you got a bit of a concern about. Yeah. Yeah, they're always dangerous, those things. And obviously loves the Doombin 1200, loves the 1200 metres, five starts, four wins in a second. So it's 16 bucks. He's another horse that you don't want to be um, you don't want to be leaving out of those quarties. No, no. Well, that's a good little race. Oh, it's a great race. That I honestly think that that's probably race of the day for me. Yep. And King of Sparta, I think we, we need to touch on he try He's trialed really nicely this prep. Yep. And he was good last prep too. He would. He's he's a really underrated horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um I I think Garibaldi, in my opinion, is a false favourite for this race. I think there's better horses ready to go now because he faced a lot of those horses. Like he was what second up, and now he's third up into his prep. Those other horses were a lot of them that he faced were first up. Yeah. Okay. So and I think this is a much tougher field than what he met in the in the George Moore. Yeah. Righto. Righto. Yeah. Penny. So good. Good. Good little race. <laughs> Um, I'll see if we can find an edge, but I think we just made a case for about five horses in that race. So <laughs> just put tough. them all in the quaddy. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So uh, did you? That, that's all for Doombin, then, is it? That yeah, that's pretty much all. That's all. All for Doombin. Yeah, there's not not a great deal going on for me in terms of like uh, black bookers this weekend, which is fine. That's all right. Did was there one at Sandown you wanted to talk about, or uh, uh, we can have a look at Sandown briefly for for Boxing Day if you want. Yeah, if you got time. Yeah. So what sucks is we've got two black bookers, which always seems to be the case for us. Um, two black bookers running in race three. So you'll see Saint Lawrence and Prince Rainers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Now Saint Lawrence, the way that he won. His last start um, in the in a BM64 over at Sandown, the 1500 meters, was just elite. Yeah. So he, Johnny good. Allen loomed up. He's three from three by Redwood. So the longer he gets in trip, the better he's going to be. Um, watch him start with a dollar, like a, a one in front of his name. To be honest, it yeah. wouldn't surprise me. So if you it's think like a good type, when odds when odds come up on, I don't know if they'll come out tomorrow or Saturday. Have a look, but just keep refreshing. If you can get anything above, say a 250 mark, I just take it. Simple as that. Okay. Okay. He That's... handles all grounds. He's he's absolutely fine. Johnny Allen has a great association with him and do not worry about that weight. He okay. can carry weight. He's a big, big, strong horse. All right. So that's race three. Uh, race yes. two, I've got a black booker too, quickly. Oy, here we go. Fire it at me. Uh, Ghetto Superstar. Oh, yeah. I don't know what price it's going to end and up horse. paying. Yeah. And I don't yeah. remember why I black booked it, but I, I would have seen something. And I've black it was booked good. it. Yeah, yeah, well, it won, won a maiden there at uh, at Bonneville in good style. I remember that back in late November, and then um, uh, went to BM sixty four here at Sandown again. So over the over the sixteen hundred meters, and was that's really good behind hard to yeah. cross. Yeah, yeah, that's where I booked it. 
Yeah, so good horse. I think I think it's a good chance. It'd be interesting to see what odds are because I'd rate Dean Holland as a jockey. I think he's so underrated, eh? Yeah, right. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it pops up at half decent odds, actually. We'll see, actually, because what was his SP last start? Uh, one second. Um, I think it was pretty deep, uh, like pretty high. What was it? Eleven dollars. Yeah. yeah. So what did he open? What did he open last? Fourteen dollars when he broke his maiden. Okay, let's have a look. So I'm just looking at Ghetto Superstar last start. So he opened at thirteen and ended up SP ten bucks. So there was a bit of market support for him there. So that's that's interesting. You say that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And hard to, hard to cross was obviously the two dollar fifty favorite. So he's yeah, top nice. weight in that race too. So keep an yeah. eye on that. I'll be having something on Ghetto Superstar anyway. Hopefully get a price. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and was it so? What was there another race here you wanted to? Nothing that of nothing that jumps out to me. But it, I'm will definitely be punting on Boxing Day. Bit of a oh, yeah. for me, oh, isn't it? Absolutely. So, so yeah, any late mail we get because. Um, our mate Saint Car- Saints of Catawas is running, well, nominated for race six. Yep. So uh, he looks to um, so be interesting. He's dual nommed. Then you got the sprint, obviously, which is the the Christmas stakes, which is race seven. Now you can look at some really good horses there. Hal Vaughan, our mate who scratched last week. You got yeah, Jigsaw, yeah. who is absolutely flying. Yeah. And Matt Ashford Street was fantastic. Rose Quartz um, is back. Rose Quartz, and then one of our mates, Barnes, loves Deuce. So yeah, Deuce, yeah. There's, yeah. So there's some good horses in that that sprint race. So yeah, definitely something to watch. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. So yeah, just keep an eye on the Instagram and stuff because we'll have some more stuff up about Boxing Day on there. Yeah, I feel like we'll be pretty active over the weekend. Yeah, I think so too, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, mate. Well, I'll let you get back to it. But um, thanks for coming on, and thanks for the year. It's been amazing. What are you? How, hey, what was our? How was our units and stuff sitting again? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get it up. Bear with me. Yeah. All right. So, so I think our overall ROI here. Just getting up for us. Yeah. So we're, I think we're pretty good. I think so. If, I think if the so, followers too. backed every single one of our bets, they'd be. It'd be almost double their money, if not more. All right, let's have a look. You can't do much better than that. You can't, particularly when your pros are delivering, what, 10 and 12%, maybe yeah. even less. And that's my, giving multiple tips each week. That's pretty good. I reckon what we'll do is I'll, I'll send you the stats fully and we can make a little post just to give ourselves a big wrap for the end of the year. Yep. Um, but it's just loading up now. I think it's just really slow out the back. But I think it was around the 108% ROI for all of our bets. That includes the ridiculous multis and, and long odds horses <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah. pretty damn good, I reckon. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, here we go, 105.9%. Yeah, that's, that's so brilliant. So 57 units outlaid. So if you're a, a $10 punter, you've, you've invested $570 into us for a return of – 1000 just shy of 1200 bucks. There you go. So that is really good. They wouldn't, you wouldn't be getting much better than that anywhere. So it's been a good year. Exactly. It's been fun. And uh, we're going to hit the ground running next year. And uh, we'll have a bit of a break and enjoy it. And then, yeah, we'll come back and we'll uh, yeah, be doing our thing. And I think the big thing we've got to look at is our average odds of our overall our bets as well. So the average is the average odds of all of our bets is around about the six dollar mark. Yeah. So we're not just giving out favourites. No, no, <laughs> not at all. You've done a good job, mate. Really appreciate it. Everybody does. Um, everyone loves the Oracle. 
Have a good Chrissy. And, <laughs> you uh, too, buddy. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds like a plan, bud. Take it easy. Cheers, mate. Bye.